stir the pot. So let me go. The Oscar bells are ringing. The decorations are hung. The Oscar tree is glowing in the living room. And it's time for your favorite podcast, Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers. I'm Brady King. I'm Derek Fultz. I'm Colton Hart. Hey, and it's me, Tyler. This is a podcast where we take the first and last scenes of a movie and try to figure out what happens in between. Uh, But today we're kind of breaking tradition a little bit. Uh, You know, we're about four episodes in, so I think it's time to switch up the format just (laughs) once. Today we are going to be talking about everything Oscars. We're going to just be discussing the Oscars a little bit, and we're going to play a little game. Uh, It's kind of in line with our format, where... uh, I don't want to spoil anything, guys. I'm pretty big on spoilers, so I think we'll just kind of explain that later. Uh, So in light of Oscar season, um, there has been some talk, some whispers, if you will, in the wind of new actors playing certain roles. First, what we're going to talk about is Daniel Radcliffe wants to play Wolverine. (laughs) Thoughts on... Thoughts on that, anyone? I mean, you know Daniel Radcliffe is trapped in that role of Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, he can't escape. Yeah, like when he was in Now You See Me 2... I was like, it's perfect. It's it's literally just a magic man that is not named Harry Potter, but he's still playing Harry Potter. <laughs> I love to picture like Daniel Radcliffe coming out of the bath, like the chamber scene where like Logan oh, comes right, out, right, right, right. like just screaming. But it's just like angry, angsty Harry Potter, like metal claws. Like that's all I'm gonna be it's able to see. It's that scene from oh, what is it? Uh, Goblet of Fire, where he's just pointing at the Dementors, yelling, Expecto Patronum! <laughs> There's a few people I can imagine playing Wolverine, but Daniel Radcliffe's scrawny body is not one of them. No, get like Tom Hardy or something like that. Well, he's already kind of cemented into playing Venom. Well, and Tom, Tom Hardy is the real-life Batman. So That's true. And speaking of Batman... There's whispers as well of uh, Robert Pattinson playing Batman. Our first Oscar category is going to be literally anyone who would do a better job playing Batman. Okay, give me just one second. Um, List of actors that are not Robert Pattinson. (laughs) Uh, I have a pretty extensive list. Where do you want me to start? Uh, Kevin Hart. He's in everything recently. Yeah, I think it's... I think it's time for Kevin Hart to play Batman. How about Amy Schumer? Amy Schumer! I mean, she already has a comedy special called The Leather Special, so I mean, she's used to it. Halfway there. She's got the costume. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I think she has enough material to steal, I mean, pull from other (laughs) Batman actors. All right, so we kind of already uh, discussed it a little bit, but one of the first things that we want to do is, it's kind of a well-known thing that the Oscars can kind of slog on for a little bit longer to three-hour ceremony in order to kind of spice it up a little bit you know uh get the get the juices flowing i wanted us to throw out some alternate oscar categories that we think <laughs> could kind of just spice it up kind of uh um, yeah inject some nitro in not there. to toot our own horn but stir the pot a little bit shameless plug <laughs> i I would really like to see maybe like a a best blooper reel category. (laughs) And I just don't think that many movies put out blooper reels anymore, and it makes me sad. It's true. Or I've gotten to the point now where I am so conditioned by Netflix that I I forget that movies actually have special features. (laughs) (laughs) So like when I actually put a physical DVD in in my PlayStation, I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, once YouTube became a thing, like the bonus sections of the DVD went extinct. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I put it, I'm like, wait, what do you mean extra scenes or deleted scenes? Yeah, like, I'm like, there were things that didn't make it into the movie. <laughs> like, it's not just gonna go into a trailer for Grace and Frankie. Like, 
Uh, one of the Oscar categories that I had in mind was best overdramatic smoking scene. <laughs> um, this sounds oddly specific. Yeah, that's. What I think the, you already have a winner in mind, Derek. Kind of, and this is kind of like pulling from last year, but also like Frances McDormand and three <laughs> three billboards to Ebbing, Missouri. She smoked a lot. So I just I don't know. Um, how about Oscar category for best Steve Buscemi movie? <laughs> since, <laughs> since that man is pretty much in everything, I I like to imagine Steve Buscemi is like the friendly ghost who wanders the Universal set, and he sort of just like hops from movie to movie, and they're like, "Oh, Steve, just get on in here. Come on, bud, get yourself in the movie. We love you, Steve." <laughs> what about an Oscar category where it's like? Uh, your high school yearbook where it's like most likely to succeed or like class cloud like and like everyone else gets to vote like in the audience gets to vote like most likely for failure right yeah uh this almost seems kind of redundant but what about best foreign movie that you're gonna pretend that you saw <laughs> i'll be honest it's roma it's <laughs> it's for sure roma. oh man <laughs> yeah it's roma <laughs> Oh, I mean, gosh. it's so easily accessible. I've had every opportunity to watch it, and I haven't. I listened to that Billie Eilish song that she came out with for it. Like, is that does that count? It's true. Like, every time I'm scrolling through my queue, it's like, oh, there's Roma again, but also Star Wars: The Clone Wars, <laughs> but also Solo: A Star Wars Story, <laughs> but also anything else. How about a Oscar category for best animated feature, um, second place? <laughs> Because we know Spider-Verse is going to just destroy that category. But, yeah, best animated movie that's not into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I have one for uh, best talking animal movie. Beethoven's 13th. Oh, God. That is such a good movie. I, like, there are three movies on rotation in my house at all times. Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> God um, bless Jim Varney. Uh, yeah. Uh, Power Rangers in Space, the movie. And then... Beethoven's 13. Yeah, so talking animal movie. I think for this year, uh, it's not even really the movie itself, just the trailer for A Dog's Way Home. Oh, Funniest yeah. thing about it is the trailer is the entire movie. <laughs> it's like the Spark Notes version of the movie. It's true. Dog gets lost, dog comes home. Um, and then another one that I have is uh, Best Stanley Tucci Performance of 2019, and which could probably have at least nine different films all right yeah but i feel like all his nominations sort of add up in minuscule amounts toward an oscar right i mean i think he's done enough work to where it's like almost like national honor society hours yeah well so like you can turn in nominations like once you've been nominated so many times like right. you can cash those in for an oscar right right and uh i think like he's he's got enough nominations that's what leo did oh yeah, right. yeah and finally got finally won for the revenant because they're just like leave us alone yeah. please stop the memes yeah he's on his way to an egot he's gonna he's got enough nominee he's got enough nominations for an egot yeah, i don't right. even think he does broadway but he's gonna win a tony like because i think the nominees or the nominations can count for anything uh, yep uh, the last one that I have down is uh, best method actor or actress that put themselves in harm's way for a role that they're not going to win for. <laughs> um, and I'm going to go ahead and give that one to Christian Bale for Vice. What he was wearing to be Dick Cheney was not a fat suit. He gained that much weight <laughs> to play Dick Cheney. It. Yeah, he slimmed down to like two pounds for the machinist. Yeah, he was skin and bones. I think he was playing like a crackhead or something. Yeah, right. And, or, <laughs> aren't we all in some way shape or form playing a crackhead no i th yeah he oh god 
And there are so many people that do the same thing that like. I think for the upside, Brian Cranston actually kneecapped himself. <laughs> so we it all comes back to Brian <laughs> Cranston in the wheelchair. Oh man. Um, oh gosh. Uh, Colton, did you have one more? Yeah, yeah. Best supporting actor, but like, like they're just a supportive person. <laughs> hey, you got like Will Smith, just like really encouraging, like. Yo, <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> I'm just trying to be YouTube Will Rewind. I was gonna say I'm just trying to be Will Smith from YouTube Rewind. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and move on to actual Oscar nominees. So I kind of mentioned at the beginning that we were gonna play uh, a little game that's kind of in line with our normal format. So we are going to be reading through the six. <laughs> Best Picture nominees. We're going to exclude Black Panther because we've all seen Black Panther. I've seen Black Panther in theaters no less than five times. It's pretty much ingrained in our DNA at yeah. this point. And another one that we are going to skip is Black Klansman. <laughs> yeah, none of us have seen Black Klansman. Uh, but we are the three most unqualified people <laughs> to make jokes about Black Klansmen. So I think we're just going to leave that one alone. Hey, Twitter, put down your sword, please. <laughs> we're not trying to get we're not trying to get roasted. Yeah, so four episodes can, in. yeah, I can hear the hordes of Twitter banging at our doors. Oh, I think they're leaving now. <laughs> Tumblr was outside waiting to catch us in the hallway. So yeah, we thought we'd just leave like, that one alone. So we're going to be reading off the six best picture nominees that are left just the title and we are going to kind of riff off of what we think the movie is about based off the title and then we are going to read a very short synopsis from imdb and seeing how close we were to seeing what that movie was actually about so the first movie that we're going to be talking about is bohemian rhapsody now it's unfair because i know what this movie is about same <laughs> yeah i think if history serves the bohemian rhapsody was a pretty violent uprising in the country of bohemia that's right back in the early 40s yeah it was a bunch of girls in bell bottoms yeah and fringe vests mm -hmm. versus uh, a bunch of white dudes with dreads <laughs> um that just smelled like bo yeah. uh it was a horrible horrible war uh, i think this is a documentary film about that war yeah uh, i think the the protagonist is a young soldier in the bohemian army named freddie Merkovich. That was such low hanging. Oh God! Fruit. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. I just want to. I just want to make fun of you from now on. <laughs> yeah, I, it's uh, it's a documentary film about this war in Bohemia. I think the footage that they show is harrowing, yeah. and haunting. It's a bunch of Janis Joplin wannabes. It it's, has been recolorized for the modern era. Right. Yeah. Peter Jackson did that. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty. I also heard that Rami Malek literally just screams the entire, <laughs> the entire time he's on set. Rami Malek, if you don't know, is the uh, is the narrator of this film, mm -hmm. kind of serving as the Morgan Freeman to our to this March of the Penguins. Yeah. Um, but he sings the whole documentary. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not what you think it is. It's Van Halen songs. <laughs> uh, it's actually, he doesn't sing a lot of Van Halen covers. It's just a bunch of different versions of Stairway to Heaven. Uh, it's an acoustic like, and a jazz version. Yeah, we have uh, the 80s glam rock uh, Stairway to Heaven, which I think is just Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, goth prog Stairway to Heaven. Mm. Yeah, Sam uh, Elliott gives a harrowing backup vocal performance. Oh, God. I've heard there's even like a uh, 90s rap, like Beastie Boys style. <laughs> yeah. Stairway to Heaven. Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a documentary film about a war in Bohemia. It doesn't have a happy ending. That's why Bohemia is no longer a country. That's right. right. You ever heard of Bohemia? I haven't. Yeah, oh, me either. Neither have I. <clears throat> All right, Brady, 
I think we all kind of know what this movie's about, but can you go ahead and read the synopsis, please? Yeah, for those of you who've been living under a rock for the past 40 years, the story of the legendary rock band Queen and lead singer Freddie Mercury, leading up to their famous performance at Live Aid in 1985. Oh, yes. Queen. Ah. I've heard it's, like, insane, like, spot on. Like, in the same way that James Franco, like, the same way that he, like, nailed Tommy was so, I've heard it's the same way with, like... Oh, yeah. That with, boy uh, That boy rocked a mustache. Man, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So... Obviously, we were wrong. <laughs> uh, the second movie that we're going to go over is The Favorite. Uh, favorite, Brady, is spelled F-A-V-O-U-R-I-T-E. The commie way. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is a Canadian-made film because of the way that they spell favorite. I think that it's a story of a mom and dad, and they really, like, they have three kids. Oh, but yeah. the youngest is, like, yeah. for sure the favorite, and, like, it's the older two. Fighting right. for approval and attention. Right. Uh, yeah, it could be like uh, Steve Martin. Mm, no, for sure. And <laughs> Meryl Streep. Me- How are you reading my mind? <laughs> Get out of my mind, you witch. Yeah, it's uh, Steve Martin and Meryl Streep. And the kids, coincidentally, Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. But in the spirit of uh, Steve Martin, there are a dozen of them. Yes. This is cheaper by the dozen three. <laughs> Colin. Steve Martin chooses his favorite. Yeah, Colin, the favorite. <laughs> the favorite. The favorite. Yeah, it's a Canadian-made film. I can't really fault them for how they spell things, um, but it's not my true Christian-American way. But I'm out. Yeah, I don't say sorry <laughs> or a boot. Yeah, so, okay, so it's basically two kids fighting over their parents' approval, but right. I think it would be funny if it was, like, two grown children. Like a stepbrother situation? Yeah, yeah, that's why I said Lindsay Lohan and Jake Gyllenhaal, because one can act and the other one's Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> what I would love is, like, Steve Martin's favorite is Lindsay Lohan and Meryl Streep's favorite is Jake Gyllenhaal, but they both think the other fighting for the other's approval. Right. And then the movie ends with Steve Martin and Meryl Streep fighting each other. And then we go into the parent trap. <laughs> and they divorce. Jake Gyllenhaal and Lindsay Lohan go to summer camp. Find out they're identical they twins. They forget every. There was an explosion, uh, a gas leak or something that gave them all amnesia. L-O-V-E by Nat King Cole is playing in the background. <laughs> um, and hilarity ensues. Mm-hmm. So Brady... Go ahead and read that synopsis of The Favorite. All right. In early 18th century England, a frail Queen Anne occupies the throne, and her close friend, Lady Sarah, governs the country in her stead. When a new servant, Abigail, arrives, her charm endears her to Sarah. So, I've seen this movie, and when you said it's two kids fighting over parents' <laughs> approval, I'm like, that's literally but, what but this it is. movie is. I'm like, they're not her kids, but they're still, like, two pretty much like petulant children like <laughs> yeah fighting over queen victoria's uh approval and it's the funniest thing this is the second time that you have like made a joke about a movie <laughs> where it ends up being eerily similar to the actual plot have you actually seen these movies i read ahead and gotcha just, like, you do your homework gotcha gotcha gotcha, gotcha. i'm glad you were close colton because i was just gonna say this movie was emma stone oscar bait yeah this is emma stone oscar bait like literally the, as I was watching, I was like, ugh, this movie just reeks of we want to win an Oscar. But I liked it so much. Uh, the next movie that we're going to go through is Green Book. Okay, so you've heard of a greenhouse. Get ready for Green Book. It's just literally a book, and it's full of plants. Like, that's all it is. Ooh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
Green Book is a Harry Potter spinoff. <laughs> That's right. That's and right. you know how they had Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? They had that book where it was like all of the magical creatures. Uh, this is all of the magical plants. That's right. Oh, this is exactly. And um, the protagonist is named uh, Gecko Salamander. <laughs> talk about me. Uh, or talk about Brady doing low hanging fruit with <laughs> Freddie Merkovich. Yeah, and they're gonna make uh, they're gonna make five unnecessary films. When they could have just made wrapped it up in two movies. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So Green Book is about plants. Uh, Gecko Salamander is searching for all of the different various types of plants mm-hmm. uh, in the Harry Potter world. It's more of like a Planet Earth style documentary mm-hmm. than it is. All, most of these are documentaries, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is a big documentary year for the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. It's really strange. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of documentaries, but there was just something about this movie. I think it was the magic that just drew me in. Mm-hmm. Are there any uh, controversies with this version of the Green Book? Or? Mm, hopefully not as bad as the one with the actual Green Book. Vega Mortensen says the green word in this one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Not the green word. Uh, Brady, what's this movie actually about? A working-class Italian-American bouncer becomes the driver of an African-American classical pianist on a tour of venues through the 1960s American South. We were right. I love the sweet smell of white savior in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, Green, we were kind of right, just less racism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so this next movie is a little film called Roma. I think this movie is actually just like a lady teaching you how to speak Italian. Um, but it wasn't supposed to be like the Oscar candidate, the Oscar board just found it and they were like, oh, right. we don't it's understand just, what they're saying. It's a great foreign it's film. Ju- it's just some poor woman's YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, it's a, or it's like a collegiate level Italian-American course. It's literally just someone's screen recording on their iPhone of a Duolingo uh, Italian <laughs> lesson. Um, she was trying to upload to D2L and instead accidentally uploaded to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that it is uh, an adventure movie in the same realm of VeggieTales following two Roma Tomatoes. Uh, Two Roma Tomatoes go to jail uh, and where they're beaten mercilessly and chained to a wall (laughs) and they start singing, I don't know, uh, Bethel songs. (laughs) And then the entire soundtrack's just sung in tongues. Right, right. Uh, they've uh, outsourced VeggieTales to Italy. Brady, go ahead and uh, give us that their synopsis of Roma. As much as I would like to see a VeggieTales-related plot, this movie is about a year in the life of a middle-class family's maid in Mexico City in the early 1970s. So close! Yeah, just uh, oceans apart. <laughs> just literal oceans. Uh, the second-to-last movie that we're going to be talking about today is A Star is Born. Which I think is just an educational documentary narrated by Morgan Freeman. It's literally just Cosmos. Yeah. Cosmos narrated by Bradley Cooper. Oh, God. Neil deGrasse Tyson Dino Nuggets is talking about... I'm sorry. Pause on the improv. Did you say Neil deGrasse Tyson Dino Nuggets? Tyson Chicken Nuggets. Oh, my (laughs) God. I'm just angry now. We've all had one loaf-hanging fruit joke this whole podcast. (laughs) Yeah, no, that wasn't loaf. That's elevated comedy. That took me by storm. Um, Yeah, so I think the general consensus is that A Star is Born is just some uh, student project. It's uh, the laziest kid in film class. He's literally ripping off scenes from Cosmos off of YouTube. Uh, the the one as narrated by Seth MacFarlane. Orville? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Orville. 
<laughs> the, the final cinematic production of Orville we've all been waiting for. Right. Or it is a live stream of the Mars rover dying. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Too soon. Y'all, the funniest thing I heard. So, like, did y'all hear its last, like, recording? How could I not? Yeah, it, it, was, it like, was just a scream into the void. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, uh, for those of y'all who don't know, it was like, my battery is dying. It's getting dark. Like, that was the last thing it transmitted. Yeah. And it's the it's the space rover equivalent of Mr. Stark. I don't feel so. Good. <laughs> <laughs> there was a meme. It was like they like quoted that, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go watch Wally and just cry forever." Like, yeah, oh, man. Like, so I think the general consensus about a Star is Born: it's the laziest kid in film class's project. Uh, he gets an F, obviously. Mm-hmm. But what is this film really about? The love story of Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Ugh. This movie is actually about a musician helps a younger singer find fame, even as age and alcoholism send his own career into a downward spiral. This movie is, I've seen this movie, it is unbearably sad. Amen. (laughs) Uh, The last movie that we are going to talk about is a movie called Vice. Now, Vice... Is this another documentary? <laughs> it's, I think it's a it's documentary just, about poor eating habits. Yeah, maybe? It's Biggest oh. Loser with Christian Bale, yeah. more or less. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. So someone took the idea of the Biggest Loser. Mm-hmm. It's a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing is him in uh, the m- the Machinist. That's the last scene. Yes, mm-hmm. him walking uh, around. So it's Christian Bale. Uh, he goes on to a Biggest Loser esque show. Yeah, it's a horror movie. It's for sure a horror movie. That's why it's called Vice. Uh, they talk about vices, uh, but it turns out they're like, I don't know, trying to get these people to lose weight so they can like. Maybe it's like a weight loss camp, and at night things get real strange. Or maybe it's like not necessarily like jump scare scary. It's more like psychological scary. Mm. Like oh, shoot. I think that there can be a body horror element into this where the leader of this fat camp is just a big blob. <laughs> uh, very Jabba the Hutt meets just a stepped on piece of gum. Amy Schumer. <laughs> Add that to the things to cut out. I'm going to go back and listen to that singular part again and just listen to the air just leave my body. Amy Schumer, I'm, I guess, is a fine person. Let's just hope she never steals our jokes. Um, anyways. If I see Amy Schumer's tweet that says, Neil deGrasse Tyson Dino Nuggets, I'm suing. I'm marching up to Amy Schumer and I'm TPing her house with a summons. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Leader of the fat camp is a blob of just horror. Um, And Christian Bale has to confront it at the end of the movie. Turns out the blob is Christian Bale. It all comes full circle sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So Vice is the story of Dick Cheney, an unassuming bureaucratic Washington insider who quietly wielded immense power as vice president to George W. Bush reshaping the country and the globe in ways that we still feel today. Fun. <laughs> yeah. So not not quite. So those are all of the best picture nominees uh that we were I mean, I had fun. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um Whew. so now we are actually going to talk about the who we want to win. I kind of alluded to this a second ago. 
But I would really like it if A Star is Born won. Uh, it falls into one of the three categories that you have to have in order to be nominated for an Oscar. It's either unbearably sad, uh, a dark comedy, or a movie about World War II. <laughs> and this falls in, and this obviously falls in the unbearably sad category. Yep. Uh, Lady Gaga does a really, really good job in it. I also said that I would like her to win Best Actress. Um, but I'm going to say that it's going to go to Glenn Close and The Wife. A movie that, again, I have never heard of. <laughs> no. For sure. Um, I'm going to have to go with, like, best picture. I want to I want to see Bohemian Rhapsody win. I think it's just really spot on. And the way they filmed it, um, when you look back at, like, old footage, it's just, like, almost frame for frame. Right. How they did it. I think it's just really phenomenal. Um, I want my boy Willem Dafoe to win best actor. Um, for <laughs> we talked about this a little bit off mic. Willem Dafoe, for like the past five years, has been nominated for Best Actor in movies that I have never heard mm-hmm. of. Like, so, not even like foreign films I've never heard no. of. No. Like, literally well, I, never heard like, of. Like, last year it was for The Florida Project. Mm. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I've never heard of that movie. And it made me want to go watch it. I'm like, if Willem Dafoe is nominated for Best Actor, I'm sure he does a good job. And then I already said earlier, animated film, I think for sure is going to go to Spider-Verse. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, if it doesn't, I'd be, I would I'd be, be shocked. shocked. Yeah. I mean, Miles Morales for sure is my favorite Spider-Man, but just the beautiful artistry in the animation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was phenomenal. Uh I also just I really liked how each different Spider-Man had their own animation style. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> watching and- Nicolas Cage play a dark noir Spider-Man <laughs> was the highlight of my year for sure. I'm gonna say watching John Mulaney play yeah. Spider-Ham, uh, a character that should not on paper exist. That movie on paper should not have existed or right. worked for any reason. Um, I am a huge cinematography nerd, so the cinematography Oscar always is sort of like a highlight of the ceremony for me. And so I think I really want to see Roma win, mm-hmm. only because I think there's a lot to be said about black and white visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. It, it takes a real master of the craft to be able to pull that off. So, right. uh, A couple more categories that I just want to talk about. Lead actor. I'm going to go ahead and say Rami Malek for mm. Bohemian Rhapsody. He's a really good Freddie Mercury. Yeah, that uh, mustache was way too spot on to not. <laughs> I think he might have actually grown it. <laughs> um, lead actress, I would like Lady Gaga to win, uh, mm-hmm. but I think Glenn Close might pull it out because her and Lady Gaga have been back and forth between winning this uh, the Best Actress Award at yeah. different award shows. Um, I would also like to see Melissa McCarthy win. Uh, I love Melissa McCarthy, and I think uh, her being nominated for an Oscar is super, super cool. For? Uh, A movie called Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yeah, that's right. Director? Um, It's probably going to be Alfonso Cuaron. I was pissed that Michael Bay didn't make it on there. For what? Um, Existing. Oh, just for for, uh, even though you didn't direct Bumblebee, we're going to go ahead and give it to you. (laughs) Yeah, right. So that is all of our hot takes about the Oscars. if we are right, by the time this episode goes up, I think the Oscars will have already happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're right, let us know in uh, on our Facebook page, on our Twitter, on our Instagram, if any of our predictions were true. Uh, I will be watching the Oscars. Will you guys be watching the Oscars? Oh, absolutely. It's like a rite of passage for anyone who wants to watch movies with me. Uh, off, off mic, Colton, the Oscars are next Sunday. <laughs> yeah, 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 I knew that. <clears throat> yeah.
So no, you will not be watching. <laughs> will be watching you will not be watching the Oscars. <laughs> no, uh, I will. Uh, I think I'm actually going to a watch party for the Oscars. We we joke about the Oscars being like our Super Bowl, but really, I could have cared less. I could not have cared less about this Super Bowl. It was so boring. But let's go ahead and we have a couple. Oh, so one thing that we want to introduce into this podcast is audience participation, and we've tried a little bit, but we did uh, offer a question out to you guys when we posted uh, that we were recording this episode. Um, if you had any questions about the Oscars, any predictions, um, any sort of uh, hot takes of your own, and we have a couple of those that we want to read out. Yeah, from Marco, it says, uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 didn't win Best Original Screenplay. Thoughts? So, Wreck-It Ralph 2 is not nominated for Best Original Screenplay, and I think that it's a travesty. Well, honestly. Um, I think it's better than anything out there. Yeah, I think that Wreck-It Ralph 2 is the Schindler's List of our time. Oh? Yeah. Mega I, hot take alert. It's, a, it's no getting steamy it, in here, boys. Yeah, no wonder it's so hot in this room, because my takes are fresh out the oven. Yeah. Um. Disney has enough. Yeah, right. I think we can give Disney a break for a second. I don't think Disney wants us to give Disney a break, but I think we can give Disney a break. Yeah, they have their hands in literally everything at this point. The mouse will not be denied. No. <laughs> Father, he craves cheddar. <laughs> and by cheddar, I mean cold hard cash. Amen. We have a, a double question here from Colby. Um, it says, it's not necessarily related to the Oscars, but how did Kenny G get out of Kim K's living room when he was done playing? Also, if you had to pick a Medea movie that had the best shot at winning an Oscar, which one would you nominate? <laughs> so, uh, on the topic of Kenny G, so I think Kenny G for sure teleported out of there. There's no way that he could have made it through. If you have not seen Kanye's gift to Kim for Valentine's Day, which has sparked a whole new debate about Kim and Kanye's terrifying mansion, if you have not seen The Most Extra Thing, it's literally like vases of a single rose spread all throughout the floor with Kenny G standing in the middle playing his little heart out and everyone it, it raised the question of how did Kenny G get out of there without spilling over those roses I think t- I think Kenny G is an immortal being uh, who transcends time and space and I think that him and Kanye have that in common whereas Kanye is sort of like a newer immortal but Kenny G for sure I've never heard Kenny G talk well, uh, most of his power is stored in his hair, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His hair and, and his, his saxophone. His saxophone. <laughs> he speaks through his music. He really does. Have you ever heard Kenny G sing Carol of the Bells? <laughs> or sing? Wait, wait, he doesn't wait. sing! <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like uh, like Bumblebee. He just sort of speaks through. <laughs> yeah. He, it's vocalizes it's through literally the, the parents from Charlie Brown. It's wah, 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 wah. <laughs> um, so that's my, that's my answer. I think that he, uh, he teleported out of there. I think he just used his hair to like helicopter... <laughs> helicopter through the roof and as far as Medea's Oscar nominations go I'm going to go ahead and, and say Medea's Tough Love which was a 2015 animated Medea movie oh boy yeah so um, if you've never seen Medea the anime uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think 2015's film is the one for you so my uh, pick for the Medea Oscar moment is not really for the film itself well kind of uh, there's one part in the movie is Medea's family reunion. Of course. Mm. Uh, and there is one part in the movie where I believe the main actress, not Medea, <laughs> um, <laughs> the main actress is talking to her mother. I believe it is yeah. her overbearing mom. And the way she delivers the line, you won't win. 
uh, it's the most moving piece of cinema I've ever. <laughs> I'm gonna do a recreation because that's kind of our thing. We recreate, you know, scenes from movies. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> you won't win. <laughs> scene. <laughs> scene. And, and thank you. This is what I graduated college for. Lynn Whitfield was in the room with us. Yeah. Um. So. If you have not seen that particular scene of the movie, it's so funny. I think uh, Tyler Perry could win an Oscar alone just on his nose flares. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think Tyler Perry can win an Oscar alone for the wigs that he puts Medea in. Uh, I mean, it's the same wig, but my goodness, the hairline is unclockable. Yeah, so can we just my... get Tyler Perry up for hair and makeup Oscar? Not uh, a movie, just Tyler Perry himself. Yes. Oh God, uh, because he's finally killing off Medea, so I think it's I think it's about time to. Yeah. Uh, Colton, what's your what's your? I'm gonna go with uh, Medea goes to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, seeing the rough and tough of the inside of a jail cell and just the struggles that female inmates have to go through. I think it's really just a great documentary and just, um, I'm trying to remember if in Medea goes to jail, we ever actually see her go to jail. (laughs) You don't remember the crossover with orange is the new black. Oh (laughs) my God. Because, um, if you couldn't tell, uh, I have seen a lot of the Medea movies. I've never seen one Medea. <laughs> You're lying. I've never seen one. But uh, yeah, I think Tyler deser- Tyler Perry is deserving of an Oscar. For sure. Um, I think we all think that. But all right, guys. So I think we've <laughs> the well is dry. I think we've the given comedy more than well enough is dry. Oscars commentary. Thank you guys so much for the love on our previous podcast. Mm. Feel free to reach mm. out with movie suggestions or comments through email on our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Um, also, make sure to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Leave yeah. a review if you can. Uh, it really does help us out a lot. Uh, you have all probably already seen this on our social medias, uh, but we're on iTunes. Go ahead and subscribe to us. Search search, Stir the Plot. Uh, like Brady said, leave a five-star review. Uh, <laughs> it helps us become famous. Um, and I would like to get up there with the ranks of like Serial mm-hmm. and... Uh, uh, this American life. Yeah. Um, I really, I think we are on the same level as they are. Well, especially think, since we're a true crime podcast. Yeah. And I think they're shaking in their boots. <laughs> Tell your friends. Um, we're just a word of mouth thing right now. We're not doing any advertising. So yeah, yeah, we're for sure a word of mouth podcast uh, because I'm not about to pay Facebook $30 to nope. promote our, even though oh, they, they, tell they, us they keep every asking me day. <laughs> every single post. It's like, would you like to promote? And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I don't have the money. All right, guys. Well, this has been Stirred the Plot. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we love you. I'm Brady. I'm Derek. I'm Colton. And my name's Tyler. And if you see Sandra Bullock, give her a hug. And an Oscar. She put the butt.